Oh, ho. welcome to September. And this morning I'm going to just sort of, this is a, react, a reactive video. Um, the last one I posted a couple of days ago, four days ago, I think it was. Um, I guess I was unduly dour and negative. <laughs> um, I had a comment from, from an old friend saying, Hey, what's the matter? Where's all the optimism gone? Don't you believe in personal agency anymore? Something like that. Um, and uh, I certainly didn't want to pour cold water over everybody. Um, so I'm going to try and set, set the record straight. I believe in optimism. Um, in fact, optimism is essential if we aren't all to get screwed. <laughs> um, I guess what I'm trying to, what I was trying to suggest in that video is expect the best, hope for the best, expect the best, but plan for the worst. And the reason I was maybe feeling unduly dour was, well, yeah, I had been watching some pretty scary historical documentaries. Maybe that was what was coloring my thinking unduly. Um, but not, not too unduly. There, there are a lot of threats in the world, and they're, they're quite obvious now. They've always been there, just that now we, are, we, we, we fool ourselves into thinking life is just peachy keen tickety-boo, and it's not, never is. Um, there's, a, I think, a philosopher, Carl Jaspers, he was Swiss, I believe, and after the end of the Second World War, he wrote something along the lines of, it was possible, that he was speaking about the, the, the Holocaust, specifically, I think. He was saying it was possible for this to happen, and it remains possible for this to happen at any minute. Those who forget this, uh, forget exactly, I'll have to see, let me see if I can find exactly what it was he said here. Um, hang on. Carl. Carl Jaspers. It's a very interesting line. Stick with me here for a minute. Oh yeah, here it is. <clears throat> it was in his, I think, his last book, Von der Wahrheit, which is in English means on truth. Um, effectively, he said, that which happened is a warning. To forget it is guilt. It must be continually remembered. It was possible for this to happen, and it remains possible for it to happen again at any minute. Only in knowledge can it be prevented. Oh, that's pretty freaking dour, isn't it? Um, and I don't think that's changed. Um, Just a sort of, I mean, <clears throat> you 
know, I think I, I, for some reason I keep thinking back to Richard Branson and, and the way he launched Virgin Atlantic. You might think, what on earth does that have to do with <clears throat> expect the best plan for the worst? Well, that's pretty much how he got that airline launched. Is he he thought there was a there was a market. Um, he wanted he was tired of the airlines he was flying on. He didn't feel like he was being very well treated. He figured I'd rather I'm going to create an airline that I bloody well like to fly on. I think those that was his language. But he was also aware that um, the airline industry is very risky. I mean, you know, the age-old adage, how do you become a millionaire? First you become a billionaire, then you buy an airline. Um, you know, and he knew that. Um, so he thought, okay, well, if I'm going to go into this business, I better go in with my eyes wide open. And he went to Boeing and negotiated a deal um, to lease, I think it was one or two 747s for a year. At the end of which, he could return the aircraft without any loss. He would just return the aircraft, done. Whatever money he paid, he'd get back. Um, so he had a year to basically test the concept out, or worked out. And obviously, Virgin Atlantic went on to be very successful. I think it's facing hard times at the moment, but uh, it has for a long time not been quite successful. So he simply looked at the downside. He said, "What's the downside? Oh, okay, it's pretty bad. You know, uh, I could, I could lose, I could lose my shirt. Well, is there a way to limit the downside? Ah, yes. He negotiated that with Boeing." So, you know, success is means think positively, but think very, very soberly about the downside. What's the downside? Can we limit it? <clears throat> right now, the downside is, I'm not thinking about aircraft or airlines now, I'm thinking about life in general in the Western world anyway, is, is, is pretty scary. So I was watching another documentary on BBC on, on Netflix the other night. I think it is a BBC documentary actually called The Great Fire um, about the Great Fire of London. Um, I, I think my wife turned it on actually, and I just oh this looks interesting. Um, and um, I mean I knew about the fire, but one thing I did not know was what happened. As you know, during the fire, I think it raged for about three days. Um, there was a terrific amount of xenophobia. Um, the people in London, faced with a fire that might burn, was threatening to burn their their houses down. You know, they were sort of faced with a choice: Am I going to fight the fire? Am I going to do everything I can to defend my property and help those who are losing theirs? Or am I going to say, who caused this? And most of them said, who caused this? Their first, their first reaction wasn't to fight the fire. The first reaction was find who did this, find somebody to blame, find someone to kick and kill, and they did. And uh, there was all, no, a lot of people lost more than they needed to. A lot of people were injured. A lot of people, a lot of immigrants were killed. Predominantly Dutch and French, which is very interesting. Um, and it's tempting to think, oh, we're past that. 
you know, we've, we, we, we're, we're, we're better than that now. You know, we've, we've improved. Yeah, right. I'll point you to another book that uh, I should have brought it. I haven't got it to hand at the moment, but uh, it, it's, I'm, if I haven't finished reading it myself, it's called Shake Hands with the Devil. It's by Canadian general, former general, uh, Romeo Darer, about his experience trying to bring about, maintain peace in Rwanda during the genocide. Obviously he failed, but it wasn't his fault. Um, but it's, it just, you know, that was only 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And there is something in the human psyche that is dark and evil. And you've got it in you, and I have it in me, and we fool ourselves to suggest otherwise. Yeah, if, if I'm, I'm sort of looking at what's happening in the UK at the moment, and if I if I take any if I have any hope um, that maybe we have evolved past that, it's the fact that in the UK at the moment, the political angst surrounding Brexit has so far remained peaceful, or, or correction, non-violent. I wouldn't call it peaceful at all, but it's been non-violent so far. I don't even want to think about it. But, you know, Rwanda, the Balkans, you know, Tell me that there is there is a there is something in my head up here, something in my mind. The lizard, the the, the, the the lizard brain, you hear some people call it, that can very quickly turn against my friends and neighbors, given the right circumstances. And I will react and lash out and do something terrible given the right circumstances given the right circumstances the only way to avoid it says Carl Jaspers is through what did he say only in knowledge can it be prevented in other words think that evil evil nature of yours or that that lizard in here okay it's it's there it's always there you have to always be thinking that's your downside it's always there. How do you limit it? You think. You remember. You remember the past events. Um, that's what I guess I want to. I want to argue. Um, is that you know you you always always plan for the downside, and the downside resides in you, as well as in everybody else. <clears throat> I went to a meetup um, the other side of town last night on, and there was a presentation on cybersecurity. Yeah, I know. I thought it was interesting. I'm I'm strange like that. Some others do have them. And there was um, a number of facts. It was presented by he's a director of cyber security for a, a local firm here in town. Uh, and he gave there was well they always trot out lots of lots of statistics, don't they? Well, this one really caught my attention. Apparently now there every in every every day. There are 200,000 new web domains registered. Okay, that's not so bad. But what he said then was 90% of them are registered with criminal intent. I don't know where he gets that figure from or 
how justifiable it is. I don't have the source. I don't know what his source is. But if it's true, <laughs> yeah, tell me that uh, Rwanda can never happen again. So, you know, the temptation when, when life goes sour is, who's to blame for this? Who do we punish? I guess what I want to suggest is, that's the wrong question. There's a time to ask that question. It's not right now when the mess has just happened. The thing to ask right now when you're in, the, when you're in a, a messy situation is, how do we clean this up? How do we turn this around? How do we limit the downside as quickly as possible? You can worry about who to blame later if that question needs to be answered. But right now, that's not the question to ask. You have to think, how do we limit the downside? Who to blame? Leave that for another time. Kirk out.